Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. Hope you're having a stupendous Monday night. I know we are. We're having a great time. What a show, Pete. Great show we heard from Aaron Martins. Always great to hear from him. Uh, did not hear from Rick Morris. <laughs> uh, go-karts. Go-karts. He's out racing. Is he really racing go-karts? He's racing Takahiro right now. He's racing go-karts, dude. It's okay. all over social media. Yeah, it's all over social media. Okay. Well, he might have had a start time. Yeah. And I here's gotcha. the great thing. We still have more in store for people listening and watching right now. Awesome. This is awesome. Yep. Uh, going to be talking about the James River Rumble. We're going to be getting those guys on the phone. Yep. Before we do that, let's do a little more housekeeping. Uh, Becky, I uh, didn't get to introduce you, but you've been sitting here on the couch now for half the show, at least. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, thank you. Great to see you. Who are you wearing? Under Armour, apparently. Under Armour tonight, rocking sponsor stuff. That's awesome. Eric, I saw a hand back there. You need oh, some? People were okay. asking who she was wearing. So okay, all right, yeah. Uh, Very boring. I was driving for five hours today. <laughs> people also want to know how long before the '70s porn stash has to go. Yeah, how long? How long, Beck? I like that it. one doesn't bother me that much. It started out all the way down his neck. That had to go. Yeah, that there, neck beard was yeah, horrible was the other weird. day. It was weird. Well, when I first shaved it today, Dave, I went the entire length. So I left the neck hair. <laughs> In so lines. It, it looked like it went down. Like a, it, like it didn't really connect. Like a walrus tusk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a tusk. Yeah. Like a tusk. But, but uh, they weren't straight. It was very odd. Oh, man. It's interesting because you mentioned the name Stanley Camaro. I yeah. did rock this last time we were at Champlain yeah. for John McGraw's yeah. bachelor party. And John nicknamed that mustache the Stanley the Camaro. Stanley Camaro. <laughs> right. He said only a guy named Stanley Camaro would have a mustache like <laughs> right. that. It's perfect. Right. Every good mustache should have a name to it. What would yeah. we call Shaw Grigsby's mustache if we if we had to give it a name? That's a big, powerful mustache, like oh. Arnold. I mean, it just gets <laughs> its own name, the Shaw Grigsby, like the Tom Selleck. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. The, the yeah. Shaw, you know? I think you're right. That's the a, Shaw. That's a powerful Shaw. Shaw. <laughs> the Shaw. The Shaw. Because you need like a whole it. bunch of things to make that work. You got to have the right upper lip for it. So you know, you, you got to have the right mouth. You can't just have like a goofy looking mouth mm. with that kind the of The color mustache. has to be right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Seth's was weird because his was blonde. Yeah. 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 I like it though. But it had the Grigsby look. It like stuck his is straight very out. 70s. Actually. 70-esque. He needed some bell bottoms and it would have looked amazing. Yeah. Bri, how, when's the last time you grew a mustache, Bri? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Eric, mustache in the future? Uh, Let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, m- mold grows thicker on fruit than it does on. Uh... <laughs> the two of them were like the hairless wonders back yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you hair. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Beck, let's catch up. People, uh, we had we had some comments earlier. People wanting to know about the Ike Foundation event. I know it seemed like forever ago, but we had a very successful event. Mm-hmm. Raised a ton of money for kids fishing. Tell us a little bit. About, give us your thoughts on the event, and then let, let's let's acknowledge the winners in the uh, pro division and the kayak division, real quick. Definitely. No, I, I think the event turned out amazing. Dave fished, so he got to be part of the inaugural kayak division. Um, 
No, it was it was a great day. There was a lot of people that came out. I think um, it was a, it was a tough time, you know, coming right after the Fourth of July, and you know, it, just the timing of it was tough. But it still was an amazingly amazing that we still successful. gave away. It was still packed. It was still. Yeah. I mean, we still gave away eight hundred flambeau tackle boxes to kids wow that's amazing to mm-hmm. me that that's that puts like uh you, you know you talk like it's all theory and so you start handing stuff out like that mm-hmm. and 800 kids walked away with a box that's pretty impressive yeah, man. that's great yeah. that's awesome we yeah. had so many more sponsors involved this year too um who just came got involved and and you know it's just kind of proof that people understand what we're doing now and want to be involved with the process and, and be involved with giving to kids and helping, you know, yeah. with kids. Yeah. It was it was great. Yeah, it was, it was a great, great event. Day. And uh, so announcing the winners of the second annual Ike Foundation event on the kayak side, Nicholas Weedle, and I hope I said that right, first place, earns himself a berth to Hobie Worlds. Wow. Very exciting. And on the uh, boater side on the river, Pete Glusick. Uh, Randy Barron, who we know from the Federation, or the, I'm sorry, the Nation, uh, blowing it away with 14 and a half pounds. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a monster bag. Winning, winning the uh, Basket Margay. Pretty awesome. It, is that the one out in the back? That's the one in the back. Well, looks sharp. Both really yeah. nice guys that won, too. Randy. Mm-hmm. Good guys, yeah. Randy's got that situation I hope I have when my son's his son's age. Like, his kid was a teenager fishing the Federation as a non-boater. He's a really nice guy. The kid's a good kid. Yeah. You know, they're always out there competing on the Delaware. And yeah. Couldn't, couldn't. I'm yeah. glad they won. It was nice to no. see Randy. Ra- Randy nice has guy. helped us tremendously over the years, and he's always working hard on the on the back end. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see him this year fishing on the on the pro side and winning. Yeah. yeah that was, that was and the kid awesome. that won the kayak division, another one, like super nice kid. I met him the night the, the night before at the battleship. Which we got to talk about that battleship. That was a nice. That was a nice. That was, was a, it that was a was really a cool great event. Part of the event back. Good job on that. That was awesome. Like Thank that you. kid was explaining to me the whole app on how it works and just it's just a super nice guy and uh, I'm glad he won. Like you know, he, he's a real real polite young guy, man. Uh, how did you enjoy competing in the so, kayak division? Yeah, so when when I the day of the tournament would have been the second time I was in a kayak and I had spent the first four hours of the event at Cooper River and. We had massive rain the night before. Yeah. And when it rains heavy, they drop that place. And they actually open the floodgates up, and they just suck it out. Pull the poop out of it. And um, It's worthless when they do that. I had, went, I had went there that morning and was going to make a decision based off what it looked like. And at 4 in the morning in the dark, there was bait cracking right at the dam. There was bait cracking. Birds were chirping. Like it, there was, it was alive. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to start here. And four hours in, I, was, I didn't have a single strike. And I should have known because all through practice, I was getting bluegill strikes all day long. Right. I should have known within the first ten minutes of being on my juice when I didn't get bluegill strikes yeah. to get the hell out. But I'm out of practice. Yeah. So then I shoot over to Newton. And again, it's the second time I'm in a kayak. And I had the bites. I had the bites to compete. I don't know if I had the bites to win, but I had the bites to compete. But I'm just not used to being restricted to 10 and 2 o'clock. And just not having experience and setting the hook. 
and and just it just hook setting, landing fish, fighting fish. Yeah, I the mean, rod, you, the reel. You know, yeah, I just it, it, it's it, if I so, had more experience in a kayak, I could have been a little bit more competitive. You know. So you were. I, I, this is news to me. I didn't know the format. Uh, you could take out and move to a different absolutely. body of water. Yeah. Very unique. And, yeah. And there's almost more strategy. No doubt. Involved yeah. in kayak tournaments because of that. Yeah. So their boundaries were the non-tidal sections of Cooper River and Newton Creek. And you could fish anywhere, launch anywhere in those non-title sections. They had the maps. Okay. And it's all strategy. Where you want to start, pick up and move, go to the other one. And as long as you're back, you physically have to be back at, at the Camden Waterfront. It was like 2 p.m. or one, whatever three? it was. was three? Was it three check-in? I don't know if two? it was two or three. I yeah. forget. I don't remember. But that's it. But, it but it's all strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah very interesting. A lot of strategy. Next year, I'll, ha- I'll have a kayak. I'll have, I'll have fished in it a bunch of times, and I'll be a little bit more competitive next year than I was this yeah. time around. Neat. Yeah. But that kid that won, he, you know, he, uh, he stayed in Newton, and he threw top water all day, and uh, he did really well. He did uh, when I had first launched there, when I fled Cooper, uh, where I launched at, he was there. And he was completely honest with what he was doing, and, and I didn't know at the time he was winning, you know, and I'm, I'm glad he did. That's very cool. Speaking of next year, just to give everybody the heads up, uh, and this is the first time I think we're going to announce it publicly, publicly, next year's event is going to be right on the front side of the Upper Bay Elite Tournament, Pete. Okay. And next year's dates are... July 20th for the dinner on the battleship and July 21st for the tournament, kayak and pro tournament. That on is tentative. The, I, I, tentative. I do need the but, county to okay uh, that. We got to have <laughs> it then. Sure. Yeah. But that's. Pretty those sure. are the dates we need to have. Pretty yeah. sure they're the dates. So, Eric, yeah, so Eric, the, could you check the tides on those dates, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Just <laughs> even if you're not going to compete in the tournament, just come into the dinner. Yeah. And Yards put a bunch of beer out there for everyone, and every, it was just loose yeah. conversation. We had a absolute horrific storm blow through. Oh, that was so cool, cool man. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Well, we we were on storm. on the what is it? The USS New Jersey, yeah. uh, the battleship in Philadelphia. For those of you that don't know, that's where we had our uh, our our fundraising dinner with yeah. silent auction or Chinese auction. I don't know what they call it. Both. Both. The, uh, and 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 we had food, we had uh, yards, uh, just just had a blast. But that was so cool because we're right on the river, and we, we must have had fifty mile an hour winds coming through, about taking those uh, tents right off the back yeah. of the battleship. That was scary when it came through because I yeah. was trying to hold them shut yeah, to help oh. the guy. I was lifted off the ground. I'm not a little girl. Yeah. I was lifted straight up. Wow. It led for some good pictures. Everyone was getting yeah. everyone's, the girls' hairs all over the place. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, the silent auction, it, it has not been sold enough. You had bait baskets in there mm. that were amazing. I went heavy on the swim bait basket. Yeah. That was like a two, $300 swim bait oh, yeah. basket. And I went Crazy. heavy on that thing, dude. And yeah. Then, obviously, I didn't get it. but Mega Bass like, had a bunch of baskets. Yeah, everyone had. Ba- I mean, any basket you wanted was there. And uh, just from just from a, if you like to gamble and you like fish and tackle, just from that standpoint alone, yeah. it would have been pretty cool to come, you mm-hmm. know? Very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, keep your eye out. Next year's dates, tentatively July 20th, 21st for Ike Foundation event. Uh, talk about Mystery Tackle Box, Beck. You want to talk about MTB a little bit? It's a pretty amazing product. So Mystery Tackle Box is uh, this month our – Brian, make sure I say this right. It is $10 off when you sign up with the code IKELIVE. 
But the one thing we want to do is give a shout-out to three winners from last month. Gary McGill, Bill Draper, and Devin Dunaway are going to be getting signed T-shirts, Mystery Tackle Box T-shirts, by the entire Ike Live crew. And so me, they're going to get some cool shirts yeah, that we're signing here. That's right. And guys, if you're watching tonight and you're one of the winners, you're going to get the shirt. Listen to me. you got to be excited. You have to be stoked to have Brian the Carpenter signature on this shirt. Very <laughs> rare. He's famous. People hunt this guy out all over the world, and now you're going to have his autograph on an MTB shirt. Yes. It's pretty amazing. Well, Congratulations. <laughs> and you're so welcome. Thank you, Mr. Tacklebox, for putting together that cool promo. Yes. These guys are winning. Yes, very cool. And it's an amazing gift. If you got a kid that's into fishing, I can't imagine a cooler gift than to get him a subscription to Mystery Tackle Box, where he gets a new baits every single month. Uh, I mean, that's that builds enthusiasm. Are you calling yourself a kid? <laughs> it's I am great a kid. <laughs> for a big kid too. It's a great gift. It's probably a, a, a the best gift that you could get. We love it at our house. You know, we get it every month. Jake and I fight for uh, for the mailbox. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm a kid. Uh, I I do real quick want to do this TH2 because uh, th- this is a really cool product. This time of the year, Pete, and I want you to chime in on this. We're talking about summertime events, mm. fish that are stressed out, right? You know, the water's boiling. Mm-hmm. And for all you guys watching now, a lot of a lot of this time of the year, guys are smallmouth fishing now, uh, reducing the stress on fish. And we've got a cool TH product, Pete. You want to talk a little bit about this? Yeah, it's the. I know, it, I know you're using it. Yeah, it's the it's the conservation call system. Conservation call system. And, TH uh, Marine. You know what? What? This is. Um, it's about tagging your fish to call with and what a lot what's out there and we've all been using it for years is the piercing type of call tag which actually pierces the membrane in the bottom of the fish's jaw and that's how you mark the fish so you're able to efficiently go through your calling process well what that does it does harm to the fish's mouth and uh we want to get away from that uh as a fishing industry as a group and uh th marine along with a lot of other companies are are moving in this direction but these are this is an amazing conservation call system which is a non piercing call tag so basically that just that just pinches around the fish's lip it just pinches it no piercing and it locks that fish in there you know and you can still hang them to call and you can still hang them right on the call the call beam and uh and and call your fish without ever doing any permanent damage to the fish's mouth uh this is a way to go guys it it really is it's uh it's going to keep our natural resources our fish that we all love to catch it's going to allow us to release them more safely they're going to live the mortality is going to go down so i want to advise everybody to get these non-piercing call tags uh and 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 use th marine these guys are these guys build the best stuff so uh go check that out but great little system have you been using these i have been using them i think they're awesome uh again you know for smallmouth, especially these hot tournaments mm-hmm. i want to reduce the stress yeah and that's the way to do it check that out th marine uh brian the carpenter i think we're going to go ahead and 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 move on i know everybody watching and listening tonight has been anxious to hear about this this has really been a rekindling of a topic that we've heard over and over mm-hmm. uh incident that happened on the james river this week an now, incident that happens in every single it tournament every tournament every that, every week everywhere across the country uh but this one got a lot of play 
through social media, right? right? It caught fire. It got viral. Uh, it seemed like everybody and their brother chimed mm-hmm. in on this thing. It's actually now even has a name, and it's been become known as the James River Rumble. Wow. Um, so we're, <laughs> I, I can't believe something like this could go viral and create a name like that just within well, not even a week We've become later. so soft as a society. Back in the day, <laughs> like a, a rumble actually meant a fight. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, like I mean, I'm Second not, Woods. Uh, yeah. Mike Luciano, Chuck Garrity, Second Woods, did you get be my, there. Did you get my picture of the Second Woods? It's no longer Second Woods. You're kidding These, me. These wussy-ass millennials don't even walk on dirt trails anymore. Oh, they take the God. street and the sidewalks. There's no more second They take an Uber from school. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. Just, There's no more trail, dude. I don't want to know. Alright, speaking of that. I don't so, know what you're uh, talking Brian about. Brian DeCarpenter, who, how are we going to approach this? Because I really well, I want to dive into what happened the incident. We're going we're gonna to talk to both parties and we're going to get their views on what happened. Right now we have Andy Francis sitting on hold on the line. Okay. And he was the fellow that was videotaped. Gotcha. So he might be the defendant in the case. Okay. And uh, and uh, we're to take Charles after this. Okay. Working on getting Charles. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well let, let's see how it rolls out. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know. I, I'm anxious We've to hear his side of the so story. Let's, let's, let's yeah. Hear right. I am too. Talk. Okay. So joining us now on the phone, uh, we've got Andy Francis joining us. Andy, how you doing tonight? Hey guys, good. How are y'all doing? Good. Thank, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, are, let me let me start out by asking: Are you surprised that this incident has has caught fire like it has in less than a week? This thing's become viral. Everybody wants to talk about it. It's even got a name to it now. Does that surprise yeah. you? Yeah, blown away, blown away, Mike. I can't believe it. Hey, hey, real quick, let me say thanks, Philip, Mike, and Brian, for having me on. Pete, congratulations, buddy. And uh, that was terrible news about the Lake Fork guy. Um, there's another guy out there that went through a similar uh, deal, John Henry. He's a great fisherman, and he's my hero. So hanging there, Lake Fork guy, we're, uh, we're all thinking about you, man. And then th- two more things real quick, Mike, if it's okay. I'd just sure. like to say um, thanks to the... You know, these, I know a bunch of the families and folks that battle around and put on these um, tournaments. They're a great bunch of folks, and we couldn't get out there and enjoy it without them. They work hard all year to make these things possible. And I certainly don't want an incident like this to detract from uh, from their hard work. And then the second thing I wanted to share with you, Mike, hey, I, I've been to a bunch of uh, tournaments, man, where after the rest of the um, competitors are gone 30 minutes or an hour later. You're sitting out there, um, still signing autographs and fooling with the kids. And, um, you know, uh, about 10 years ago, I, I, I'm just a weekend guy. I like to get out and fish. And about 10 years ago, I decided I'm either going to uh, keep running around fishing weekend stuff or I'm going to focus on fishing with my son. And, um, so I started a youth club. Had to uh, had to move for work, so started another youth club. Then the high school stuff came on the scene. Started a high school club, and uh, you guys, I just want to put a plug in for those programs. The hardest part about those programs is finding boats to take the kids out. Yeah. And it's uh, every time somebody takes kids out for the first time, they come in and say, "Man, I had no idea it'd be this much fun." So. Yeah. And uh, I I was gonna share a quick story. My day two co angler on the James River told me. That uh, seven years back, Mike, they came to him. He took his two little boys to a blast off, and you were uh, tied up there at the dock or on the bank. And and they walked up and said hello. And he said, next thing he knew, you had um, the little boy in the boat talking to him, giving him some bait. And 
So, you know, that that, that kind of support from the pros really helps those kind of programs. So that that's cool, man. Appreciate and it. And people don't forget that stuff. So thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I mean, let's. I want to just jump right into it because you know we talked about it, uh, Andy, before you came on. Pete and I were talking. This stuff happens all the time. This isn't a unique incident. This is this is every weekend. This is everywhere from you know Virginia to California. It's club tournaments to national tournaments. You know, um, as more people tournament fish and as water becomes more crowded. People run into each other on the water. Was this was this incident different than a lot of others you've had over the years where you've shared water with someone? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I, I, I'm not used to uh, certainly not used to the the, uh, the social media and Facebook beatdown and so forth <laughs> that, came, that came with it. You know, if, if it's all right, I'll just tell you what happened. Okay. So. Um, so yeah, so uh, Charlie was boat number one. I was boat number seven, you know. And, and uh, my towing layer, I was actually talking to him before his last stop, and he said, "Look, man, I was boat number five last year, and boat number one went to the same spot." I said, "Well, we're 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 gonna try it. It's a big area. Um, I had fished there a couple weekends before in a local tournament of the FL, and uh, there was three of us that." shared that spot most of the day and uh, no, no incidents there's a lot of fish there you just got to figure out where they happen to be at today it's a pretty big area there's um probably about the size of three football fields there's some brush there's about a 10 foot flat and some brush up and down through there of course there's this uh water pipe uh wastewater treatment plant discharge that water runs cooler than the river usually so that's why the bass like to hang there and then out in the middle of the river, um, there's a channel break that breaks from 10 down to about 20, and a bunch of big boulders out in the middle, and, uh, you know, those fish use all up and down through there, and there's a lot of fish there. So um, I, I know Chris Thurman, the director, dug into this thing, and, um, you know, he, he said, you know, angler reached out to him, told him, look, in the same time last year, there were four boats there shared that whole area for two days, no shoes. So... I, I, that's kind of what I had in my mind as I'm riding up there. It's like, you know, of course I'm following this boat one right in front of me. I'm thinking, man, we're going to the same spot. So he pulled up and stopped, um, you know, and idled up out about a cast link out in front of that pipe. And uh, the videos on Facebook that he posted are in the wrong order. The second one that he posted actually happened first. So, you know, I shut down back from him back you know, a little ways and uh, kind of got up on the trolling motor. Like I said, he started casting to that pipe from from a pretty good ways out, kind of out in the middle of the river. So there's some brush down that uh, left-hand bank. The tide was going out, so it would be downstream from where he was at. So, um, so I pull over there, you know, thinking I'm going to hit these brush piles. And, and I'm talking to him as I'm on the trolling motor, and he, you know, he's he made some comment, and my co-angler said, uh-oh, here we go. And I, I said, I said, hey, man, this is a big area. You're here first. You tell me um, what area you want, and I won't touch it. Wow. You know, I'll fish around you. You know, I'll do whatever. So he, he gets real belligerent and starts, um, you know, dropping some F-bombs, and I own everything that I can see here, which, which Mike, you guys probably fished it. You know, that's like a two-mile stretch of the river there. And you gotta leave, and I'm boat number one, and he's going on and on and on. 
which kind of caught me off guard a little bit. You know, like I said, I haven't had a, haven't had too many of those type incidents, and haven't thrown a fish much for, hmm. for ten years. So, yeah. uh, so anyway, so he he starts. So I'm over there going to hit these this brush along the bank, and here he comes. And uh, you know, he closed the distance, came right up to me, runs into my boat, and actually pushed us into the rocks and uh, into that one tree that's there. And I, I was just kind of a little bit in disbelief at that point and I said come on man and really he and I both we shared a few exchanges there that I wouldn't repeat um, just because he ran into my boat and yeah. at that point I was getting pretty pissed off so yeah. um, you know I basically told back up so now he's there beside me and I'm trying to either go forward or go back and he's sitting right there beside me so I said, look, man, just let me get out of the way. So I, I start forward, and uh, at that point, I, I'm pretty pissed. I had lost it. And really, what I should have done at that point was just left. You know, uh, no fish or trophies worth getting into somebody, into an argument on the water and dealing with somebody that's just being belligerent. So right. I, I, sh- I should have left right then and, and called it good. But again, I, I kind of had the mindset, this is a big area. There's a lot of fish here already fished a bunch of tournaments this year and no issues so um so anyway i try to pull forward he's following me and i wound up going out through the where the pipe comes out and uh, he kind of stayed over on that side and then shot the second the second video which is the first one that got posted so they're they're in the wrong order and uh i you know at that point i was pretty pissed and kind of in my head gonna prove he didn't own the river so again i should have left but um, right. I, gotcha. I, I start throwing up there and he takes a shallow and crankbait throws across my line snacks my line and uh and reels it up and then he laid that rod down with me hung up put his foot on it picked up another rod and starts just throwing back up there at the discharge so i so i reel reel my deal up and there it's all a mess so i asked the guy i said hey man are you gonna let me are you gonna let me untangle this or are you gonna try to set these hooks into my hand you know, and he said, go ahead and get it. So I, I really wasn't sure at that point what he was going to do. But <laughs> I pulled it up. I cut my line. I untangled everything from his crankbait. It's just crankbait over the side. And, uh, you know, I let him reel it up. And then and then we left. You know, my co-angler was pissed. And I just said, man, this ain't worth it. Let's get out of here. And I, I by that point, I calmed down and, and said, let's just go. Wow. Did you, so, did you that, ever catch any fish while you were there? No, no. Interesting. And uh, he, he didn't either while I was there. Okay. And, you know, I, Charlie, I'm sure, I don't know Charlie's a good angler probably, and he knows what's there. Um, but, you know, really, two weeks before, I didn't catch any fish up there where he was fishing at that discharge. I caught my fish out around, out of some of the brush and boogers. So that, that's really what I wanted to fish anyway. That pipe is kind of a community spot, and everybody that goes through there hits it. You know, I went up there and practiced side scan around. There's three, four guys. You know, sitting there fishing at during practice. Uh, like I said, I, I, I just this whole thing kind of caught me off guard. Wow. Well, well, I mean, there's boat impact. There's crossing each other's lines. There's foul language being exchanged. This all went. Did this all go to the tournament director? What? How did? How did Chris Bowes handle that situation with you guys? Yeah, so I, I left, you know, I idled back down and uh, ran down to my next spot, which is, it was about, I think, 11 or 12 miles up to where we ran. I ran back down about seven or eight miles and stopped and kind of 
kind of got up and started fishing. So I called uh, Chris and I said, "Hey, I just want to let you know there's a, you know, an incident up up at this discharge. I want you to be aware of that." And he said, "Yeah, Charlie already called me and sent me some photos and videos. And looks like you were in the wrong." And I said, right, "Well, I don't know what you know what he sent you, but yeah, he was there first, and I acknowledge he was there first. But you know, community spots, big tournament, and uh, of course, once I kind of got my head through on straight, I left. So, uh, and of course." Uh, Chris dug into this thing, talked to the co-anglers, and, uh, you know, he, um, he, he got back with me later and he said, you know, you know, the co-anglers kind of confirmed what you said. You were trying to keep your distance and he's the one that closed the distance, kind of there, um, real belligerent. And, you know, it caught me off guard too. I mean, this guy just comes all the way over to me and then pulls out a camera and says, hey man, what are you doing this close to me? And I, I was just like standing there going, what? You know, so that, that wow. caught me off guard. That's weird. Hey, Andy, it's Dave. So, Thanks so for coming on the show, man. Listen, did you get any damage to your boat when he uh, when you got ran into no, the rocks? No, no, I got a I got a couple scuffs that'll um, that'll buff out. So I, you know, I'm not too worried about that. Hey, you know, the main thing I, I just wanted to say about this, if it's okay, Mike, I know I'm being long-winded here, is um, you know, this uh, of course that was community hall. I think it's really. Um, not realistic to have an expectation that you know you're gonna be able to claim a, a spot that big. You know, I, when I went back down the river, you know, I was jetty fishing, and I can't in the next two days I can't count how many times I'm going to the next jetty and a boat you know, on it to fish it. You know, right. you just don't, right. uh, you know, you don't get in high shape about that stuff. You don't act crazy. And the second point I, I just want to make is, you know, this this whole thing about it getting put on Facebook and blown up and, uh, you know, kind of a public beatdown, you know, that, that goes against the sport and it really detracts from it. And, uh, you know, if that kind of stuff's going on, people are, people are just going to avoid fishing these events. And, you know, Chris dug into this and, you know, he said the most disappointing thing about the whole event was that, uh, you know, this guy would make a video and post it out there on Facebook we're trying to make somebody look bad. So, and I, I just, uh, I don't want to see the sport go that way. And you know, it's a fun fishing for me. I could take the tournament or leave it, but um, yeah. But you know that, that that's not uh, that's not what this thing's yeah. about. Hey, well, I, like I said, I, I just sorry that this thing happened, and I certainly don't want it to um, to detract from bass fishing and the youth program and that stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. Let me let me let me chime in here for a second too. And Pete, you know, this is this is my opinion. The unwritten rule has always been that you know the first day of a multiple day event, you know, a spot is is fair game. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like you know one guy was there the whole first day by himself, caught mm-hmm. twenty pounds, and then somebody tried to you know you know get in there. I mean, we're talking about the first. 10 minutes of the first day of the tournament, right? So, right. you know, this just comes down to, and we, we, we mentioned this earlier, Andy, we started the show talking about it a little bit. It comes down to, to me, uh, you know, simple communications. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That area for sure is big enough to handle multiple boats. So it's a right. communications issue, I think, more than anything. And you've already mentioned it over and over, Andy, but, you know, m- mention it again. If you were to do this again, for for people listening and watching right now, if you were to do this again, how would you have handled it differently? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm not. I'm usually pretty slow, Mike, and I, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I don't know if um, I, I certainly would prefer to avoid this thing altogether. So I, I don't know if going forward, I just avoid people altogether or community halls or you know, I, I've been on the water a lot. And, you know, if I pull up to a dock and somebody's that lives there is on the dock. I'm going to ask them, hey, can I, do you mind if I fish your dock? And if they say, yeah, I don't want you to, I'll move on, you know. So most do that, I think. And uh, so I kind of attempted to do that here. And, and of course, he started right in on me and then came over and ran into me, and that just got me pissed off and not really thinking the way I should have been. So yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't really know what the lesson learned here is. I am glad I kept my My towing was pretty ticked off and, same thing, man. We don't. This ain't worth getting on a fight, or it's yeah. a fish and a trophy. Yeah. Hey. Can, I, can I clarify something that you said, Andy? Did you sure. say that he cast over you, put that rod down, and picked up another rod and cast? Yeah, no, that's yeah, a that's did. a that's a violation of tournaments so the right rest, there. So the rest, so the rest is a he said, she Isn't said. It? It's it's not necessarily if the lure if the lure is not in the water. Well, the lure's in the water. If, the lure's in the water. If his lure's in the water, it's a violation. Two lures in the water. Yeah. And yeah, the crankbait was a Livingston crankbait. It was making that stupid crackling sound <laughs> the whole time. Here's the thing. There's a matter of opinion. If no one else is there to witness it but these four people, you have just a, like a he said, he said. It's You know what I mean? It, the gentleman's yeah. conduct was probably crossed over. Who knows by who? But at the end of the day, there are written rules Black and white written rules. That's a black and white written rule yeah, that, to me. That, se- that seems that seems wrong. Well, that, I don't I don't it, think that was brought up to Chris's attention probably during yeah, this you know, whole time. I, I really I, I didn't actually when I talked to Chris. I was more really thinking about you know the guy running into my boat and. Uh, well, we should bring that up to Chris. I might move up a place in the standings and make another <laughs> fifty bucks. Hey guys, I don't. I'm not. You know, I'm sure. No, Charlie's no, we're not going to. No, don't worry. We're not. No one's turning anybody <laughs> no, in. We're, I, we're just making a point that, you know, there, there's very gray yeah. areas and in people's interpretation mm. and putting a video out. You don't see the whole thing. You get bits and pieces. But there are yeah. certain elements of this that are very clear. Yeah, here's That's the other true. thing. So, I, I, I have to him this question. Right, and then ahead. I'll shut up. Andy, it's Dave. I, I have to ask you this because this is the, okay. way, I, this is the way I think. Now pretend. <laughs> oh, no. Pretend no one's no one's watching right now. It's just me and you. I'm your co-angler, right? I'm your co-angler that's going to testify on your behalf and get you off the hook. Now, what is the funniest thing you've when you reap what you should have done and what you should have said? What's the yeah exactly? What's the funniest thing you've seen yourself doing to this guy?
some bank anglers catching his fish out from under his boat. Okay. So, um, I, I just kind of had, I was in line, in the way in line right behind him. We were, of course, the same. Yeah. Right, hey, did, Andy, did I you? I kind of had to chuckle. Andy, did you watch the spoof we did of your conference? I, I did. I did. It was great. Now, so here's, so the people that were making fun of your weight and your shoes, there's actual retards that think that was a real encounter. So don't give any stock to what these bastards have to say, these black-hearted demons, when they're sitting there ripping on your gear and, and your size. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks, guys. You sound thanks like a good guy, there. man. Come on, tell my story. Yeah. Hey, I would like to throw out there, too. You know, there's a rule. The BASF has rules that says you can't. Go out there and you can't badmouth the tournament officials and you can't badmouth the director and you can't badmouth the organization. And uh, I'd like to see him add, you know, a fellow competitor to that to try to try to keep this stuff from getting out there and being a bunch of negative stuff. On well, I'd be in big days. trouble tonight. As far as that yeah. last comment goes, if... If there's a problem that needs to be fixed, if there's a hole in the game, yeah. if you don't address it, it doesn't get taken care of. That's very true. Yeah. So, you know, you need to bring these things to... Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you might not need to put somebody out there and shame them, and maybe that wasn't the initial intent. Maybe it was. But, yeah. but you know, if there's issues out there that need to be addressed, this is how you do it. Yeah. I mean, you got to talk. It's communication. Again, you got to bring it to light. you got to talk about it. So that's the only way to get things fixed. Uh, Andy, thanks for joining us tonight, man. Uh, wish you the best. Thanks, guys. Great show. Okay. Take it easy. All right, see. Here's the other thing I want to mention real quick. Anybody fishing that spot, you know, if all you guys watching and listening know about that spot. We call it the poop pipe up there in Richmond. If you get in a situation where you're getting into it with somebody, (laughs) just go across the river and dock up at Stone Brewery. They've got some great beer. This Stone has their big operation that's right there. That's where they're there. at? That's their second one they built. That's their East Coast operation. Oh, I didn't know that, dude. dude. it's literally right across from the spot they're talking about. No, the arrogant screw bastard. That. The arrogant screw bastard. that shit. My beer. Don't be fighting over a spot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Go know across that. and grab a beer. That's what I would have did. Under Armour has nice-looking men's fishing shoe. <laughs> he said he needed new There shoes. you go. Ah, yeah. Sound advice. That bothered well, me. What I was had he to wearing? say what, that. What do you have, like them giant high tops on or something? I don't know. I, I, didn't didn't I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I won't say it yet. I'll wait till the next guy's on the phone. <laughs> I got something funny. It sounded an awful lot like uh, like he tried to communicate with with the other angler back that's what it sounded like to me is that his story was that you know he went up he tried to communicate with the guy and the guy just started just railing on you know what i like about this i haven't seen the videos so i'm coming into this completely blind i have no idea that's good so that was so that was totally fun to hear his version now we're going to get this guy's version these guys knew they were coming on this show I am very sure they rehearsed this so they yeah. come across as good as possible. Right. Because his story sounded like, yeah. hey, man, I just it's a big area. I tried to communicate with the guy. He went nuts on me. And, you know, that's that's my story. Yeah. Ram- that's what we just heard. Hit him at ramming speed. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> well, crossed this line. That's pretty gangster. I would have done none of the above. Like, but yeah, like I, that's pretty ballsy. I but I'm with you. you I know? would have been so pissed afterwards because I would have, yeah. in my head, gone over all those things I, I wish know. I would have said. That in the moment, I'm sure I never know. would have come to I me. Know. Afterwards, it would have eaten me alive. <laughs> Why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say this? He laughed. Well, He's got something. He can I, you know, let, yeah. let me say something. I'm not leaving. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Mike oh, it, might, it might smell bad. Sorry, Pete. Uh, 
I'm telling you, you know, if I'm if I'm in an area and I pulled in <laughs> and I'm in the right, I ain't, I ain't leaving. I'm not being bullied out of the area. I don't care what you say to me. I'll, you bump my boat, I'm putting my power poles down. You know what I mean? I, if I, you bump Ish's boat, he jumps in your yeah, boat. Yeah, right. I'm. Yeah, but I don't care if someone jumps in my boat. <laughs> He's on the line, guys. All right, all right. Let's, let's 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 continue with this. Let's get the other side of the story because there's always two sides to a story. Or three. Always. All right. Or there's, three. Or there's, four. There's oh. always three, actually. Yeah. Okay. Right. Joining us now, we've got Charlie on the phone. Charlie, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, y'all. How you doing tonight? Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I mentioned it. Andy was just on before. I mentioned it to him when he first came on. I want to get your opinion on this. Are you surprised that this thing has blown up so big in less than a week? This thing has gone viral. People are coming out of the woodwork to voice their opinion. It's even got a name now. It's 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 got a, a name. It's known as the James River Rumble. Is this is this amazing to you, or or you know, is this surprising? Um. Yeah, I mean, so my first my first comment is just on the whole thing is going to be wow, right? right. I mean, wow. Right. What what just went down? Wow. What went down on the water? I mean, but <laughs> so as far as it blowing up, I mean, I didn't ever think it would, you know. But um, it's a problem in our sport that clearly is happening way too often, yeah. and uh, I think people are getting pissed off about it and you know i'm sure it's been happening ever since you know our sport was started but now you know i'm tired of seeing it get swept under the rug and so i posted it out there and i think everybody said man you know that's happened to me and that and and you know every person that's had that happen to him shared it (laughs) and you see how many people that is so right Right. Well, 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 tell us, tell us. I mean, we heard his version from Bird Go. Your boat number one. You get there. Uh, tell us, tell us in your words what happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a version. I, you know, you saw it on the video and the pictures. What actually happened? I mean, that that picture uh, and video of him in between my boat bank was literally three, four minutes into the tournament day, uh, I'm sitting there, you know, maybe three-quarter cast off the bank fishing a 10-foot-wide pipe. Uh, it's not a big spot. It's not a couple hundred yards long. It's a 10-foot-wide pipe with, like, three boulders on it. Yeah. Um, and they're not even boulders. They're, like, rocks. Uh, and, uh, you know, I look over, and this boat keeps, coming closer and closer, like, you know, running, because I've, you know, what's it take, 10 seconds of boat, boat seven, so I'm a minute ahead of him, so, I mean, I'm set down casting, and he's not even in sight yet. Right. Um, And uh, so, you know, just kind of, you know, first cast in the morning, you're getting set up, you're feeling it out, you know, you're you're kind of, uh, but, you know, I'm casting right in that 10-foot pipe, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, a couple minutes later, he hadn't said a word, and he's just idling in, puts his trolling motor down, trolling motors up into the rocks, and I start inching in. You know, I don't want my boat up on the bank because I'm fishing it. Right. And uh, so, you know, I start going in there to kind of, you know, 
protected, I guess. But, you know, I looked at my co-angler and said, is this guy really coming in here? I'm like, no, there's no way he's going to come in here. That would be the craziest thing ever. Yeah. And uh, my car is like, I don't know. And so, you know, I'm cutting him off. And the first thing I said was, uh, um, what's your plan here? You know, like, that's literally what I said. And he goes, I'm going fishing. <laughs> and I said, you're not fishing right here. <laughs> um, and uh, so, you know, that's kind of how it started. And, and, and by this time, his boat is in the location of where that picture was taken that everybody's seen and shared. So right. you can imagine the puzzled look on my face while I'm on the water fishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here's here's what's interesting to me. And, and when, when Andy on, he was describing his version, I, I didn't totally understand it. I know that yeah. spot. And, you know, there's an upstream yeah. and a downstream side to that pipe, right? So I'm in my mind what I'm what I'm visualizing is you're on the downstream side of the pipe. Right. On the, you're so on it's, the, it's, it's all so it's a it's a money tide when we get there in the morning, right? Because it was a right. You know, the the, the, the tide flow in, in the Richmond area for our tournament time was about as good as it's gonna get for the day. Right. It was tough fishing up there, but you know, that's when it was to make it happen. And so you know, obviously, I'm downriver, facing into the current, casting into this pipe. Right. Yeah. So, so my observation was, you know, it, I'm, I'm just trying to put myself in your guys' shoes, right? If I'm the yeah. second boat, if I'm an, if I'm if I'm Andy, and you're on the downstream side of that pipe, mm-hmm. I would, and and I really, 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 really wanted to fish this spot that is a community hole, right? I would go on the upstream side of that pipe, and power pull down. But that didn't happen, right? He's trying to get in on the downstream side right next to you, is what you're saying. Right. So he's trying to get on the downstream side in between me and the bank. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's interesting. Which is mind-boggling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, that's so, so, I mean, you know, basically, if I had to describe what I just heard is... Ninety-nine point nine percent lies. Right. That's the only way to. That's the only way to say it. There's no. There's no. So the only two things that he said that actually happened was that our boats did meet. Right. Our boats met. Because yeah. you're going to put your boat in a close enough position where they can meet. They're going to meet. Right. And the second thing is is I snagged his lure. Right. And that was, so the first picture was him in between me and the rocks. And so he's coming forward, and I'm going in to block him, and, you know, they bumped into each other. Uh, you know, objection! Moving, I was moving. Objection! Wait, who, what? Objection. What do you mean? Andy! Said it's Charlie, and I know that Becky. I know. <laughs> Andy stated that you did indeed ram his boat and purposefully hook his line and threatened to hook him with trouble hooks. Did that happen? <laughs> so, so the so the first picture was him in between me and the bed. His 
ballot his vote is actually in front of me, which means that he actually went in between me and the bank and went in front of me. And so once we got that sorted out, uh, sorted out by means of ramming him. (laughs) Yeah. So he went around my boat on the outside and got in front of me up river and then started casting backwards, uh, literally across my bow. So I made about a 10 foot long cast with a crankbait, snagged his line, reeled it in out of the water, Becky. (laughs) <laughs> See, I have to ask these questions. Set my rod on the deck and, and stood on it, and it was eight. And you know, I, I I know there's you know gray area on on drag setting on your crankbait, but I opt to you know leave it a little bit loose. Um, and so he was able to pull it, you know, pull the drag out to get his lure back to his boat. Very considerate. And uh, yeah, I know, right? And um, at that point, that's when he looked at me. Like, am I going to be a jerk? And when he tries to grab it, jerk it. And, you know, I gave him the nod, like, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. So, Andy, is it your testimony that you did not ram him? Andy. That's Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> Stormtrooper. Sorry. Long night. Long night. Long. Uh, so did you ram him, Charlie? No. No. There was no ramming. It was a title current. And I, I might have, you know, I might have wanted to, but, uh, right. you know. I don't have a Viking boat, so yeah. you know. Hey, hey, let me let me jump in, and here's the thing that I think is uh, of this whole thing. And Pete, I want again. This happens every weekend, at every tournament, at every level, all across the country. I think the most interesting or genius, depending on how you look at it, thing that's happened in this event is that you had the wherewithal to grab your phone and record this and tape it or you know photograph it yeah that that was that was a really smart thing to do you know because again not only does it bring to light the situation but it does you know it it gives a, a version of the story that people can see i mean that stuff's happening all across every walk of life right you know we're seeing yeah. cell phones uncover stuff you know, in a new viewpoint, you know, seeing the re- really what happened. Did how did I mean? Is that something you just thought of? Like this shit was going down, and you're like, oh, screw this, I'm grabbing my tape. How did how did that happen? How did yeah? How did you have well, the wherewithal so, so, to do that? So at that point, you know, where, where his boat was when I took so I took that picture first. That that one picture of his boat, mm-hmm. nose ahead of mine, was the first picture I took. And at that point, we were in the pipe. And so there was no fishing to be done. He can talk all he wants about there's fish all around there and blah, blah, blah. But those fish are in that pipe. And our boats were there. So, you know, we washed it out. And uh, so at that point, I'm just like, well, I might as well, you know, this is unbelievable. Like, nobody's going to believe this. Like, right. I wouldn't believe it. If somebody come back to the dock and said it happened, I would have said, mm, no, no, that didn't happen. Right. Like, it, that just doesn't happen out there. Um and uh so yeah you know and, and actually uh, it's funny you know i i've looked back on it and kind of tried to think about what happened and you know if i'd have done anything differently and anything like that. my two regrets are um one you know that this seems to kind of be um you know taking a little bit of spotlight from rick morris who's actually kind of a local uh guy around here you know i mean i fished against him in some team trails and different things, and yeah, we had so, Dick on. He was great. 
<laughs> yeah, so that, you know, that's a big time win. But then, you know, the second thing, my, my second regret is that I didn't have my GoPro running. Uh, right. Because I right. could have had the whole thing, you know? Right. Ch- Charlie, do your friends call you Chuck? Yeah. May yeah, I, I got, call, may you know, I call, I may I call you Chuck? I got Chuck? a lot of nicknames. <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. Was there anything said that was funny that you laughed at after the fact? And what I mean by that is one time on the Delaware River, I watched an angler tell Brian the carpenter that if his face was assigned, it would say, jerk off. <laughs> Did anything true. funny happen between Ben and Andy? So, I, I, you know, I, I've seen the video a few times, um, and, and, you know, I, every time I see, um, for being unsportsmanlike, you know, I, I kind of get a laugh out of it. Just, I don't know where that came from. I mean, you know, At he least. said I was... He said I was in the whole time and, you know, berating him or whatever, but none of that happened. I, I, uh, you know, my demeanor in the video of, you know, kind of sarcasm and inflection is pretty much what happened the whole time out there. Yes. Um, and so, you know, the funniest thing that I get out of it is when I send, he said, you know, for what? And it's like, what do you mean for what? <laughs> Your enunciation was quite impeccable. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Charlie, how old well, are you? Well, you know, a little bit better than Ike. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Sportsman's men's like sportsman's. Charlie, how old are you? I'm 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 30 years old. 30 years old. I have a question for you, because yeah. because so is this from the what from the old timers? <laughs> No, I, I was just curious. <laughs> Will you call me old? Becky, you just called me old. How old do I look to you? <laughs> At least 30. Look, you tell these people, and you tell me what you'll look like. Uh, what's your question? All right, my question is, because I find social media to be this double-edged sword. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you have any regrets? about posting this on social media and not just taking it directly to Chris Bowes. And the reason I ask this is because I feel like part of the point has been lost because we have a very mean society. Mm. I do feel like after listening to the two versions of the story, I I lean towards wondering if Andy was more in the wrong. And But at the same time, I don't think it's right that as a society, people have called that or critiqued his clothing or, right. you know what I mean? Like, stuff right. like that's wrong. Have a Take in what the incident is, yeah. but there's no reason to attack a person personally right. or about anything well, else. That's not and, society, and it, but it, But that's, yeah. I wonder if, if that bothers you at all or if you're just so mad at this man you don't care if the whole bass fits him. Oh man, good question. Um, so I actually um, I go back and forth on it. Uh, you know, ever since it happened, um, you know, and I talk. You know, I, I got a lot of buddies that you know are in the fishing industry, and they we're in the tournament. I talk to them about it, and uh, you know, I I feel like in talking with them, I go back and forth about it a lot more than they do. Uh, you know, they're just like. Dude, this guy, you know, he had it coming. And uh, so I, I do feel bad, and I don't think there's any room for, you know, look at how I handled this situation on the water. I don't think there's any room for physical conflict in our sport. Um, and uh, so, you know, a lot of those comments about, you know, I'd have whooped him and, you know, <laughs> guns and knives and, you know, 
all kind of, you know, crankbaits to the head, five-ounce jigs, and I didn't even know they made those and, you know, things like that. So um, <laughs> I, I do go back and forth on it, but then every time I am feeling bad for him, uh, you know, he goes and, and and digs the hole deeper, and I'm just like, you know what, nah. Should have um, used the five-inch. You know, tonight he had an opportunity to kind of come out and say, you know, I, I kind of tried to bully him and I lost and, you know, it, it, it didn't work out and I, I shouldn't have done it, but instead he came on here and pretty much made stuff up from start to finish. So, uh, you know, there's no place in our sport for what he did and there's no place in our sport for people like that with no integrity. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not up here claiming to be Mr. Goody two shoes, um, you know, anything bad on the water. And I'm also, you know, not Mr. Big and bad, like you can't fish near me. Um, but you know, I think, I think when I was out there, I kept my composure and, uh, you know, I handled it professionally and with class and just he doesn't get it and i think there's a lot of people you know not a lot of people i think there's a few people in our sport that don't get it and i don't think there's any place in the sport for them right right what well, I, I tell you, you i you know i think it's okay feel a little bad for andy but don't feel bad for rick morris because he didn't come on the like live show <laughs> <laughs> rick. well dude i don't feel bad I would, I would, <laughs> in a heartbeat, man. He's going to the classics. Uh, he's driving go karts, man. Yeah, he's he's driving go go karts against uh, a to. Uh, <laughs> real quick, we did have a question come through from one of our viewers. Um, wanted to know if either of you guys caught any RVA condoms while you were at the poop. Oh gosh, um, no, I didn't. You know, Wait, I've caught some. Really weird things out there before, um, you know. But that's not one of them. Um, <laughs> that would be uh, that would be unfortunate. What did you um, What did you catch I there? I did, however, and uh, you know, Andy actually he he, he actually mentioned. Uh, I don't know if he mentioned it uh, on the show, but um, you know, he wasn't even the biggest uh, you know mind game that I had to play today um, on that spot, and it's it's a well known spot. Everybody knows about it including the bank anglers. And um, I actually had two different bank anglers come in and scramble down the rocks to fish that spot. And um, the the second guy that came uh, was, a young, you know, maybe 20, uh, had his backpack, two spinning rods, and, uh, you know, scrambled down. And I was actually, I'd snagged a catfish, and I was reeling it in, and my boat had drifted back a little bit. And all of a sudden I look up, and he's, like, scrambled down the rocks. And on his second flip out there in that pipe, um, he, he's a freaking two-and-a-half-pounder and, uh, you know, reels it in. And I'm just like, what? No, like, what in the world? And then uh, he holds it up, snaps a selfie, tosses it back in, and I'm just like, oh, man, I kind of needed that. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's, uh, that's wow. But, but... And uh, then about later, he climbed up the rocks and went around to the other side of the pipe. And uh, flipped out a little like one inch crankbait and just held it in the water and let the current like float it and uh, hooked into a giant. 
Wow. Right under me. You know, we'd been we'd about an hour at that point. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're basically casting, we're trading cast, basically. You know, he, yeah. he goes over my line, I go over his line. And, you know, it worked. And I'm not going to run off, you know, some inner city kid that has taken up fishing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that's pretty awesome. So kind of was like in this mind battle in my head, like, what do I do? Yeah. Like, how do I get out of this? And then, but so that big one, he broke it off. It was so big, he couldn't pull it out of the water. And he had braid. Wow. How do you know he was inner city? Yeah, what city would that be? Well, here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, well, that, dude, that pipe is downtown, man. Yeah, it is downtown. Now, do you know if his name was James Higgins, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. Okay. <laughs> you hear him? I might have to, you know, we could probably scour Facebook and maybe find his selfie with me in the background. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I appreciate you coming on. You know, I'm, I want to, before we let you off the hook here, I, I do want to ask you the same exact question. I mean... If you could go back in time, if you could go back, you know, knowing what you know now, how mm-hmm. would, would you have handled this any differently? How would you have handled it differently, go back in time? Hmm. You know, on the water, I wouldn't have done a, a single thing different. If anything, maybe we tried to cut him off earlier so we didn't wash out that pipe and ruin the first hour of the day. Hmm. But, I mean, you know, other than that, uh, no. And, and, you know, one of the big things that I don't know if I've said it yet is that there was, he's not the only one that tried to come up there. There was about 20 other guys that tried to come up there. Wow. Dude, F that spot. Most of them them turned around (laughs) when they got within about a half mile. Right. Um, And, you know, because that's a fight. You can see them. Um, And then there was probably about, four other guys that actually fished it and not a one of them you know even thought about cutting between you and the bank right none of them thought about cutting between you and the bank they all stayed yeah no and, they and all I'm stayed talking up, about, you know, up and, river. and they were pretty much they were tapped to my trolling motor which was fine with me cuz that's not what I was fishing right um and so you know i think i handled it well the whole social media thing I, like i said i go back and forth on it but um you know, he he doesn't get it, like I said. And so I think this kind of thing needs to out there and get condemned and get, you know, it's never going to get put out of sport just because, you know, we're people. But, right, yeah. Did you go back to that spot on day two? No, heck no. I was the last boat. <laughs> 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 no, day two. So, you know, when I when I drew boat number one, I basically told some of my buddies, I said, hey, guys, I'm scrapping everything. I'm going to the pipe. Like, it's a high-risk, high-reward kind of spot. You know, I could have been the day one leader up there if I'd have caught that, you know, five, six, seven-pounder that that uh, my buddy caught. So, um, Ch- hey, Dave, I, like, I never fished it before. So the whole time this has happened, is, is it like the smell of, like, like shit in the air, like the whole time, or is it just no, it just no, no, no? So it's um, it's super clean water. It's actually a water treatment plant. It, um, it, Dave, it's Richmond. Their shit don't stink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. How about the old? <laughs> 
<laughs> what did you? That what? <laughs> I'm just not letting that old one's comment since you said it, Chuck. I'm all right. <laughs> I was on Chuck's side when you said that. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I, I'm just repeating what I heard. You know, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Charlie, thank you for joining us. And we definitely do appreciate your side of the story. I think what happened, not that it was good that it happened, but again, I do think, you know, people talking about it being brought to light is a positive thing overall, you know? I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so from that respect, not that it's good that it happened, but it's good that it happened. So, so thank you for joining us tonight on the show, and uh, wish you a lot of luck in the future. Yeah, man. Uh, quick thing, I don't know if you connected the dots, but I'm the one that hitchhiked thing with you that yes! one. Yes, yes. You look much younger in the picture we're watching right now. It's <laughs> a nice beard, pretty stout beard. Dude. It is a stout beard. Somebody on the message board said he looks like an Arabian drug lord. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably Andy. Well, you, uh, <laughs> I should have called him an Arabian it's, drug lord. Uh, and it's, uh, it's actually uh, Russian, so. I spell it wrong? What's that? Did I spell it wrong? No, somebody said it, somebody said Machek. Oh, okay. Uh, that's probably Mike. We're from the Northeast. We slaughter yeah, everything. We slaughter everything. Yeah, we don't yeah, give a shit. Check hey, that's cool. <laughs> cool, man. Have a good night. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, man. Y'all too. Thank you. Okay, have a good one. And there you have it, Pete. Both yeah. sides of the story. You know? Uh, <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's hard. right? Who's There's wrong? There's an on-the-water argument. And, yeah. you know, whatever. Who knows who to believe? Yeah. yeah. The, the thing about the video, which is, is you know, it brought them in. To light, and I think Andy's point was that was the like the videos were out of sync from when, like you really needed to see the incident from the get get up. What happened when the other boat pulled in, and before you can really formulate an opinion on that, because you know what what I saw that five second clip, it looks horrible. But what what happened before that? Right. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe Andy was right. He got like his version is I got cussed at. Right. So once I start getting cussed at, hey, all bets are off, man. I'm I'm pulling right in. You know, if you're going to treat me like that, you get no courtesy or respect. You know. Right. So you really get it from the he beginning. I, I asked the age question just because I, I don't know if any of us would, other than Eric Vintern, because he is of that age, would we have thought to pull out our cameras? Hell yeah. Like at what point? Nah, I'm not I, I'm not I, I, I mean, I'm it's curious like, if it's like a. Brian. I think Brian's the, the thought, doing that for the sure. The thought went through my mind <laughs> where, like I said, I made this comparison between happening and like cops pulling people over and all this stuff. But like people are using phones as guns, sort mm-hmm. of. Like using it as a hostile tool in these situations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if I would have pulled out my phone. I, I wouldn't have. have. You wouldn't I, have. I would have. There's no have. chance you would have put down your fishing rod. I don't know if I could have. I, I, I would have turned red right and exploded. <laughs> Just like you said, I wouldn't have put my rod down. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to stop fishing, especially first thing in the morning. You know, I guess yeah. his point was the pipe was blown out because they were stepping all over it. There's, right. There's no yeah, point I mean, in fishing. I, yeah. It, it's you tough. Know? It's tough. I would have never let that dude pass me. I would have yeah, pulled down on defensive. an angle. He would have never been able to pass between me and Doesn't the bank. Doesn't sound like you had power yeah. poles, though. You don't know. But, it, but again, I don't understand why. I know that spot. Dude, it's a pipe. You can go on the upstream side and make the same cast. So yeah. you're not coming, you know, so your bait's not coming down. But you can catch as many 
on the upstream side of that pipe as you can on the downstream side. Well, that's obviously uh, what happened sense. with the bank yeah. guy. The bank guy obviously did that yeah, with Jimmy him. Higgins. Yep. Jimmy Higgins. Jimmy Higgins sticking them in yeah. all day long. <laughs> so here's the biggest thing we learned Jimmy. out of this whole the thing. Urban anger. Here's the biggest thing we learned. <laughs> no, inner, inner city. Inner city. <laughs> if you're fishing a community <laughs> hole, a poop pipe, something like this, and there's 30 dudes, you're getting in the fights, all this stuff, throw a crappie crankbait on braid. <laughs> there you have it. That's it. Catch the, the big fish. This is a good lesson. All right. Uh, here's what I think is interesting. And, and by the way, let me thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been a great show. It's so many topics. Uh, all this stuff that we went over tonight. And we save it for the very end. We almost forget about it, Brian the Carpenter. FLW Championship. This week, it's <laughs> so typical that you we're know. talking about one of the most boring on the water fights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the biggest championship <laughs> event in the world <laughs> is happening this week. Uh, back on Lake Murray this week yep. at FLW. Uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, we're right here on the heels of somebody is going to win half a million dollars, million Pete, bucks. and it's yeah. going to change somebody's life. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing FLW doesn't get a lot of credit, Dave, let me get your opinion on this. It is the biggest payday now for a world championship event. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bassmaster Classic was the most prestigious forever and ever in name and value, but now not in value, right? FLW is half a million dollar payday still. Uh, it's a huge that, payday. Yeah, does that surprise you that you know they're still the biggest lucrative championship, but people kind of forget about it, sort of like we did, right? We kind of forgot about it up until this point. Well, yeah, it's a, that's a great question. I mean, FLW is uh, they've been the the payday kings. Yeah, they have continued to be the payday kings for for years and years, and 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 uh, it's kind of the fishermen's tournament trail. Mm-hmm. Right and 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 it seems to still be doing that. Right, it's not a sponsorship as sponsorship driven. Um, you see a lot of guys fishing the FLW that don't want to pay attention to sponsors. Right, they just want to go fishing and make their payday, and they can do that over at FLW. It's a great opportunity for them to do that. But they are expanding. You know, their their social media is growing. Their presence is growing and growing and growing. I want to know how does Bass let them get away with that top prize? You know, being the top prize king, Mike. Because Kmart went out of business. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that. I don't know how. The, you would think that that Bass would say, "Hey, you know, no way. We're the top dog. We're going to have the best pen fishing." I don't know. And that's how the way do it's the gonna anglers be. let the organizations get away? I with guess that. that's, that's that's the, the more question. important that's question. question. Yeah. yeah, that's the question. Well, I'm I'm excited about this turn. Who, who are you picking? I, you know, you gotta you gotta have. Uh, Brian Thrift has to be high on your yeah, list. Morgan or Thrift. He's out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. Andy Morgan's yeah. out of his mind if they're yeah. not on your list. Uh, Anthony Gagliardi has to be on your list. Yep. He's the defending champion at Lake yep. Murray. That's his home fishery. Mm-hmm. There are three guys that are hard to, and Dud- hard to beat. Dudley's just being seemingly quiet. And, it's uh, 300 grand. You know, is he, he wins. FLW big. I forgot about Gagliardi. Is it it's three hundred. Okay, so we just made yeah, the whole thing he's, up. Yeah, he's right. FLW's token account. <laughs> Make sure to cut that part out. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> we'll go back and edit that part. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, we got a we got a special caller on the line. We do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we joining us now. We've got a very special guest, special caller joining us. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hey, Mark, it's Bill Oh, my God, Bill! It's a d- hey. hey, were you hey, here? Man, you're here. Oh, you dropped the ball there on the final day and didn't win that open up there. Yeah. On the oh, Pete. 
Yeah. Appreciate you bringing that up, Bill. Bill, Bill <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight. We were just talking. It's so funny that you're you're calling us. We were just talking that our big championship event is this week. Are you excited? Yeah. Are you preparing? Are you getting ready? Yeah, I, I'm down here. I'm hanging out with Chris Jones. Uh, Sportswood Cup week. We got Anthony Gagliarducci. He's uh, <laughs> defending his crown. Couldn't be more excited about that, Mike. And, and I got to say, first of all, I've been with him. Uh, I'd have had to disqualify Andy and Charlie for fishing around that doo-doo. <laughs> I know. I, I I would have, too. Now, now you just mentioned, Bill, I want to get your take on this. You just mentioned last time you guys were there, uh, Gags, yeah. Gags won it, and he got in a fight, an on-the-water argument, a local angler. If that happens again, how will you handle that situation this year? Oh, I, I don't know. It depends on who it is. If it's, if it's Scott Martin, I'm going to immediately make sure he gets a hug. <laughs> 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 I, I don't want, want Scott. He, he gets to crying and, and his visor gets all turned sideways. And I try to see that. But it just depends. Uh, uh, we might run a little interference this time after Gagliardi was treated so bad. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Give him a hug. That's awesome. Now, we were just talking about uh, payday. We were under the assumption that you guys were paying out half a million dollars. We made a mistake. It's 300 It's still more than bass. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, it, it used to be a million, uh, and then and then Walmart quit selling as many Snickers, so uh, <laughs> cut it down to three hundred thousand. Uh, but it is more than bass; it is the crown jewel of bass fishing, without a doubt. Right. Wow! Josh is over here getting getting carried away. Really. <laughs> wow! He gets in the room. We we share a room at all events that he works in. He gets in here practicing his routine. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> well, we'll tell him we tell him we said hello. He sounds like he's getting pumped up. That's for sure. Hey, my my guy Canelli said to shut your dang mouth. <laughs> I don't hear him in the back. Uh, let me. I, I want to ask you something. Quiet. He, he only speaks when he's told to. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been hearing. Your two bass bass, Chris. <laughs> now, now, Bill, I want to ask you, uh, how are you planning? Uh, we've heard several rumors that you're going to have record crowds in attendance this week at your event, at your at your weigh-in. How do you guys well, plan on handling these record crowds? Well, we, we've got a, a very good security team in place. Uh, uh, Scott Martin's actually letting us borrow his bodyguard uh, to make sure that all the anglers are protected from the record crowds. And uh, we're having a Garth Brooks concert on Saturday. Uh, nobody realizes that yet. That's a big surprise right here. I Live exclusive. Wow. Right <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're going to give away a boat, a uh, truck, uh, and, and some snickers there at the... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> a boat, a truck, big deal. That is a big deal. That is a big deal. Now, I want to get your take. Uh, we hear all the time about predictions, and we don't get to hear a lot from the tournament director on predictions. So I've got two for you. First, I want to know, give us your prediction on bait, a winning lure technique. And then, Bill, if you can, I know you, I know it's hard to... to you know, you, you, you gotta be you gotta be kinda neutral, but give us a prediction on who do you think is gonna win this year's event. Well I, I think if anybody's gonna win on anything, it's gonna be a stand phone booth of bugs. Uh, that's the first of all time with a, with a salty chunk on it, a booze of bugs. That's my favorite gig wow. I'm going on, on Dale Hollow. 
all the time. Uh, if I got to pick a winner, it's going to be Scott Martin. Wow, <laughs> Scott Martin for the for the W. Uh, wow. Mm. I, I like Scott. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, any any plans on bringing Byron Velvick out of retirement for for this? Well, one? Uh, we brought him last year. He's not allowed to be there this year because per Scott Martin, we were only allowed one visor in the arena at one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow! I, I'm real sorry. I, I like. I'm a big fan of The Bachelor myself. Uh, my wife watches it a lot, but uh, only one visor allowed, uh, and it wasn't mine. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's amazing. <laughs> Well, we're uh, Bill. We're super excited. We're going to be uh, daily. We're going to be watching away, and we're going to be keeping up with your event. We wish you the best. Hope your championship event is super successful uh, this year. Hope you have millions and millions and Record millions setting. of people come through and watch and listen. It's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty amazing, Pete. Don't you think? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the website's a little bit tricky sometimes, right. To get through, yeah. But we are well, you, are you I, going I to be? I design it, Pete. I, I, don't, I don't know if you know anything about me, but I, I don't even have a computer. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. Sometimes that's better. All right, Bill. Before it, Bill, before we let you go, I will obligate it to ask you this question, and we've had your counterpart on the bass side on here several times. We've asked him. We need to ask you this. Any plans in the future, 2018 or beyond, to work directly with bass in coordinating tournaments? Well, I text old Jerry, uh, JM, as a lot of people call him, in his inner circle. I text him all the time. He won't return me. I've been Snapchatting him, uh, whatnot. He won't, he won't get back with me. I'm trying, Mike. Okay? Uh, I'm trying. I want to make it where, uh, we, we want you. You're going to have to shave that goofy, uh, but we want you to come back and fish with me. Well, I, I I appreciate that, Bill. I, uh, I definitely see a, a, a part in my future where I will come back and fish FLW events, so. We, we, we appreciate you. Wow! Well, Bill... Just remember where we go. <laughs> Man, he's getting ready. You hear him back there, he's Pete? Got, he's actually standing on the bed right now. <laughs> he's, awkward, he's, he's getting ready. He's, he's so, ready. He's so Tom Cruise. <laughs> Man. Man. Well, well awesome. Bill and Chris, we appreciate you coming on and uh, wish you a great championship event this week. Hey, thank you, guys. All right, have a good night. Thank you. Bill Taylor, everybody. <laughs> With Chris Jones yelling in the back, that wild man. That's pretty awesome. Oh, my God. That man, it's always good to hear from Bill Taylor, isn't it? Uh, he's, just, he's just a good guy, man. Yeah, definitely. What about Chris Jones? He's kind of wild, wild in the back there. He's like, wild he back there, man, practicing. Woo. Five bass limit. Catches them everywhere we go. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is more top tens than I got fingers and toes. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> He's used that a lot. Yeah. That's, that's overused. And then I come up there and it's just like, uh, the guy from New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> good, good try. Good yeah. Yeah. He actually has, he has, he has notes. And for you, when you yeah. come up, he's like, the guy from New Jersey that was screwed by Dave Lefevre. Yeah. 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 Right. It's part of your resume. Uh, what, uh, Brian DeCarver, do we got any house cleaning we need to do? We got any IMs we need to do? L- let me, uh, you want to go ahead and 
tune out. This has been a great show. Let's it's go, been let's awesome. Wrap it up. Yeah, very great show. Mm. Want to thank everybody for tuning in and watching tonight. Uh, Want to thank our guest. And if I was to read uh, Brian's notes, this is how good he is. Oh. At close, be sure to thank tonight's guest, Chris Trait. Pat and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to Dave Lefevre. We were supposed to have him on, but we ran out of time. That's old. Uh, but we do want to thank tonight's guest. We want to thank Amart, Aaron Martins, for coming on tonight. We want to thank Andy Francis, Charlie Chick. Maychek. Maychek for coming on yeah. tonight. We want to thank Bill Taylor, Chris Jones, yelling in the back. <laughs> thank you guys uh, for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for uh, – to uh, – uh, to Rick. Uh, <laughs> 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 Thank you to Rick Morris for bailing on us. Uh, it was pretty awesome. And uh, what else we got? Is that it? Thank you to everybody here. Beck, thanks for joining us tonight. Dave, thank you. Eric, the intern, good job tonight. Yes. Okay. Uh, shout out to Luke Duncan, just because. Shout out to Luke Duncan, <laughs> just because. Okay. That's it. And that's the show. Oh, right. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for watching Night Life. Good night. Good night.